nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And today we have an amazing guest with us. We have Haley Hillman with us for episode 41. We're going to be talking morning routines. We're going to be talking workouts. We're going to be talking um, relationships with food, how you can overcome things like disordered eating, how you can kind of shift your mindset towards food and um, maybe looking at it from a different perspective. So she's incredibly well-spoken. She's lovely. She is fantastic. I think we're all going to really love her. So definitely bring a notebook. You're going to have, you're going to want to take some notes here. Um, Always reach out to her via, you know, DM on Instagram or however you want to. She's at Hallie, I'm sorry, at Haley Hillman, which I'm embarrassed. I did get her name wrong in the beginning, but that's social media for you. She's amazing though. So graceful, so at ease and confident. She's wonderful. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Remember, if you guys are interested in meal guides and nutrition planning and coaching, that kind of thing, always reach out to me. You can DM me, send me an email, book through my website, however you want to do it. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 41. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm your host today. We have with us special guest, Haley Hillman. She's a health and wellness coach based in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have her on here. We're going to talk health, wellness, morning routines, um, the women, the woman's body, like what kind of workouts you should be doing. We're kind of going to go wherever we want with this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and with all that said, hello, Haley. How are you? Hey, girl. So good. How are you? I'm so wonderful. Thank you. Um, and just to paint a picture for everyone listening today, like Haley's just, she just like came home. I followed her Instagram stories all day. She's like, I just came home from Trader Joe's. And I know you didn't even say that to me, but I know you did. <laughs> she just like came home from Trader Joe's. Everything. And like hair is perfect. Makeup's on point. Skin's perfect. So this is someone you want to be listening to, so let's let's pay special attention to You're her answers. So sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what's going on? Tell me a little about Haley. What do you do? What's your story? Go as long as you want. Yeah, I was gonna say, hmm, let me see if I can put this into a very short amount of time. No. Um so yeah, my name is Haley. Um I'm actually kind of from the Charlotte area. I'm actually from Fort Mill, South Carolina. It's like right over the border. Um I Grew up kind of with a fitness background. My parents were both in fitness, which was awesome, but I hated it. Um, when I was growing up, I think fitness just kind of shoved on my throat for so long, and I was like the last person that wanted to touch anything green. Um, anyways, but I was always an athlete. Like I, I danced, I did lacrosse, I was a cheerleader, so like I was used to being active, but I didn't really know what that meant for me. Uh, and then, anyways, I just wanted to lose like five, 10 pounds for prom one year. And we went on vacation for spring break and I was like, mom, like I need you to stay on top of me. Like I'm going to eat super healthy. Like I'm going to work out every day, which I wasn't used to doing on my own. And I came home from like a week vacation. I lost like five pounds. I just felt, I just felt good. Like I felt mentally clear and I kind of noticed the changes that I felt not only physically, but mentally. And like, you know, I just felt more confident. I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this. So lost the pounds that I wanted to for prom. And I kind of just kept going and from there, I kind of rippled it into, okay, what do I like to do? Like, I like to dance. So I took Zumba classes and freaking love Zumba. And then anyways, I was like 16, I want to say I was like 16 at this point, got my Zumba certification, Ooh. started teaching Zumba, loved it. And that was, and I will tell you, so I was a very, oh my God, super shy kid. I mean, it was like, my parents always joke that if I went to a restaurant, like I would not ask the waiter for anything. I had to get my parents to do it because I just didn't like talking to people. I mean, now I'll talk to anybody that you want me to talk to, tree, person, whatever, um, just me. how I've developed. Yeah, you, whatever. Like, uh, and, and I love it, but like back then I was super shy. But this kind of gave me an outlet as to like, okay, I there's something here that I love to do, um, whether that's like dance, I don't know, whether that's teaching, I don't know. So I kind of just started developing with it a little bit. Uh, anyways, I just started having this passion for being fit and being feeling good and teaching people and having fun while I was doing it. And, um, 
kind of developed. I realized I wanted to get my personal trainer certification. So as soon as I turned 18, I got that. I went to school in Charleston. I went to the College of Charleston. Go Cougs. Um, I stayed down there. I did personal training for the first year. So like just out of the back of my car, random stuff. Love it. Um, yes. You know, like just everything you could think about was in the back of my Jeep. So I would have that and kind of just started developing some relationships with people that were in the Charleston area. And it, it was really cool. And then anyways, I was offered an opportunity to teach at a cycling studio downtown that just opened called CHS Rev or Revolution. Um, and yeah, it was like it's me. still very much here. Three, it's still there. Oh, yeah, they're, they're the bomb. And all the people there, they're just great. And so I started teaching with them, like, with the very first group that went through. And that was – that, for me, was, like, my big – group fitness outing so I was like this was what I what I love to do um so I did that part-time while I was still in school anyways fast forward I um was offered a job with Orange Theory in Charlotte and then once I I was actually finishing my last year of school and was driving every single week back and forth between Charleston and Charlotte to teach in Charlotte um because I knew that I was like I wanted to come back here at some point I wanted to build my brand in Charlotte so anyways, we go back and forth. It was crazy, but it was something that I wanted to do. I knew I didn't mm-hmm. need to do it. Um, and then, yeah, so like, I, so I've been there the last three and a half, four years with Orange Theory, so it's been really fun. But it's definitely been a big learning experience because I realized that when I was first digging into fitness, I, oh, my God, when, that first year, I lost 45, 50 pounds. Um, but what was what? happening was when I did that, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I'll just send you some before and after pictures. It was like I was, you know, I was – I, eat, I was eating fine before that, but I didn't really know what healthy meant. And all I did was just really start working out. But I would work out seven days a week, sometimes twice a day, because I would work out in the mornings. My mom was a 5 a.m. fitness instructor, still is. She's a bomb. Um, but I would take her classes. I would go to school, and I would have cheerleading practice or dance practice after. So I'd be working out once or twice a day. Um, and then I would eat, like, less than a 1,000 calories, and I would never have any cheat meals. So it was, like, for me, that's that was my – thought of fitness and, and health. And looking back, obviously, I know that that was not the, the right thing for me. But at the point, you know, that was kind of what it got into it. So did that. And then in the middle of everything, when I was in the middle of college, I kind of just dug myself in a hole and met some bad people, got into some bad relationships, made some bad decisions, and ended up putting the 45 pounds back on. Um, and that, especially for women, will harm you so much even if like you think that like it's not that big of a deal I just I just gained a few pounds it's not only the fact like I gained weight it was like what did I do to get back to this period why did I let myself go and then you just start mentally destroying yourself um and then obviously physically destroying yourself so it's it's this combination and this turmoil of like of negative thought after negative thought and then when I really got to a place where I was just kind of like, this is, this is horrible for me. And I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got here, but I got here quickly and I need to get out of it. Um, wait, what I was your like out. moment of saying, Oh my, wait, I keep going. And then I'm going to go back to that question. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. No, 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 I was gonna say, so the only, the only thing was for me, it was like, I just kind of got like, shit, I just got annoyed at myself. And I kind of just got sick of my own shit. And there was a certain point where I was, I just got so low where I was like, I don't know where to go from here. But like, I know that there's a big lifestyle that needs to change. And like, I kind of got into like a deep hole for myself, but in a good place, like more isolation because I needed to get a lot of the people out of my life, a lot of the practices out of my life. Mm. All of those things had to go in order for me to step into the person I wanted to be. So I was in a transition period like that. But then from there, I really focused on what is nutrition. It is not eating less than a a thousand calories a day. It is not eating all these healthy, full on foods all the time, having me perfect Um, you know, it's, it's what I think the stigma of health and fitness is, is what it's actually not. And I think for me, I had to go through a lot of realization with that. I had to eat, start eating a lot more food than I was before. And I started, you know, practicing meditation. I had to figure out mentally what I was doing to myself. That's where I kind of got to a place. But I think I just kind of got to the space where I realized people around me were horrible. The practices I I was doing was horrible. And yeah. And then from there, just kind of had to rebuild myself from the ground up and, just kind of figure this shit out. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough, but you just have to kind of make a decision that you've got to get to a better place and you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And I feel like it's also like you have to make that decision every day. It's not like, it's not like you make this decision because everyone's like, what's your aha moment? Or like, what got, what moment got you into fitness and health and stuff like that? And 
it's not a moment. It's moments. It's every moment. It's all the time. And it's a lot of like 50% of the moments are saying, I can't, I don't want to, I really don't want to, but you know, the feeling that you get when you are eating healthy and speaking to your mind in a healthy way and all that good stuff. But you, you said something, you said, I really had to isolate myself in order to, you know, step into the person that you wanted to become when people, it's easy for people to hear that and say, wow, you're right. You have to get rid of those toxins. But when you're in that moment and you're so deep and then you, you're so unhappy with yourself mentally and emotionally and physically, I don't know what that looked like specifically for you. But then when people that you have been surrounding yourself with, then they leave, you're like, fuck, like, Uh what do I do? I'm alone. So it takes someone different to, or it takes something to realize that that is a gift and not to be scared of that, like embrace that. So how did did you start like immediately realizing that these bad people needed to leave and then you were like, okay. Or did you say, oh my God, all these people are leaving me that I care about and then I'm around all the time. What do I do? Yeah. Well, I think that for me, like I, (laughs) it was like all in one. Like I was in, and this is again, I'm just gonna gonna get real for a second. Mm -hmm. Like I was in a relationship with a sex and a porn addict. Like, so that was, horrible for me to be in and like but for me I was stuck and then I got in this place where I was like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life so therefore I put other people to tell me what I wanted to do and I was like and you know and for me being in that college realm there were people around me all the time there were bars to go to there were people that wanted to eat like crap all the time like there were a lot of people around me that were just not feeling me the way that I needed to be fueled um and I think and like everybody's like toxic is different. Like sometimes it's people, sometimes it's practices. Sometimes like it's just who you are and the, and the mindset that you have. It's, it, everybody has a different level. Um, and so you don't have to be like me where I was at like the deep of the deep to make some sort of change. But I think it started with what is my biggest fear? And that was like, I don't know my purpose. Um, that for me is, is a very scary place to be. So I had to figure out like, what is the biggest thing right now that's holding me back from who I want to be? At that point, it was my relationship that I was in with this person. So I knew that that, and that was for me, like, that needed to go. And that was the hardest thing I probably have ever done because I felt like that person gave me my purpose. And I knew that that wasn't a place I needed to go to. So I found what was the biggest deterrent of me stepping into my growth. And I had to get rid of that. And it wasn't an overnight thing. It was one of those things, like, I had to write down why this person or this practice was making me into a worse person. And I had to... I had to completely believe that, and then I stepped out of it. You know, and then I, after I shipped that away, then I saw, okay, what other practices are making me into this person? Me going to bars. Me going to bars? I can't control myself right now when I'm there. So, therefore, I need to step away with that. But maybe it was the people They were the people that were bringing me to the bars. If it's the people that are bringing me to bars, then I need to get rid of those first. It was like I like to make, I like to make mind maps with myself. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, where is the biggest thing? Where is, like, the root cause? Because at the end of the day, we always make decisions due to our root issues. Um, you know, and so I said, okay, the root issue is that I don't believe in myself. So where is the next thing? You know, and the next thing. I started, I just started shipping things away. So I knew that if those were in the bars, because the people bringing the bars away, I got rid of those people. And, again, slowly but surely. And I, in, in my opinion, it was one of those things I had to, just like you said, I had to every single day remind myself, these people are not in my life right now to promote me into the person I need to be. And it's not that they're bad people. It's just that it's not the time and the place for them to be here. And so I had to, and it was like people that I was around a lot and it was people that I couldn't necessarily be like, all right, I'm going to move to, you know, California. I need to go. I had to make a decision every day that I was going to see them every single day, but I had to sit down, have a conversation with them, a real adult, mature conversation and say, listen, here's where I'm at. I can't step into who I'm supposed to be with these practices. Either you help me or you don't. And the right people will stay and the, and the wrong people will leave. And I think that that's where people really find their growth is when they can they can sit down with themselves and declare that. And then they can sit down with other people and declare that. Yes. Um, so I feel like a lot of us definitely like have a hard time speaking with people and telling them what we want because we're afraid of how they're going to react. And I think that when people finally hear that from us, Nine times out of ten, they're going to respect us one way or the other, but Mm -hmm. it takes us to actually have those conversations, you know? Yeah, and I feel like it is so scary to ask for what you want 
or say totally. what you say. It's like not actually as hard to ask what you want as it is to say what you need because yeah. if other people don't need the same thing as you, then you're going to feel judged. And even if they're not mm-hmm. coming at you from a place of judgment, they it, it might still feel like it. But then you're like, well, why do I think they're going to feel like this? It's because you're judging yourself. It's because then you just have to like stand strong in those beliefs. Um, But like, and you don't have to get into it, but what did that type of conversation look like? Because I, I would be shitting my pants if I knew, okay, my best friend is amazing, but when I go out with her and when I drink, I just become such a bitch and it's not fun and it it affects my relationships with other people. I don't feel good the next day. Like, how do you sit down and have a conversation with someone that's so close to you and say, Hey, you're not, you're not making me a good person. Cause then of course they're going to get offended and freak. Yeah. Well, they might, they might. Yes. But yeah. And that's the thing. I think that we're all afraid of, like we all tell ourselves these stories in our head. Right. So like we always say like, and of course we tell us the worst of the worst, like conversation. So we're going to sit like, when we think about it, like, Oh my God, they're going to be so mad at me. They're going to hate me. Blah, blah, blah. But like, to be totally honest with you, like every time I've ever had a conversation like that, like, yeah, like certain people will kind of get offended but that usually depends on who they are at this season in their life. Like if they, and I will tell you, after going back to those people that, you know, I had to step away from, it was either A, they thanked me for kind of putting that seed in their head because maybe they weren't at the place that they, they that I wanted to be, but at some point they knew that that's where they wanted to get, but they just weren't willing to give that up at that point. But then it made them start thinking a little bit more about the decisions they made and the person that they were. Um, and and you have to remember that not everybody's on the same timeline you are. So like when I sat so down hard. with people uh, and it's, I mean, I'm telling you, like it is, it's the freaking suckiest conversation ever. And like, like you and just want to get them like, there so bad. Yeah. Right. And it's like, cause you want to get there, but like, you also don't want to lose a friend. Like they're cool. Like you want to be with them. Like you don't want to like necessarily get rid of them, but like, are they making you a better person at the end of the day? Yes or no. And that, and that should be a, a, a very clear cut answer yeah. and it's like it's easy to be like well but yeah but they've been there for me well yeah but how many times have you been there for them and they haven't been there for you back and how many times have they brought you to the bars and they throw shots down your throat like yeah okay let's i know it's easier said than done but like we have to be real with ourselves and like we have to make and like i freaking make lists all the time like pros and cons what's going on here mm-hmm. um but you know like for a couple of times like i would sit down and be like listen like you know i love you like this is nothing of, like to offend you. I don't want to be like this. And, and understand that this is a very hard conversation for me to have. But this is the person that I want to be. And lay it out. Be like, I want to be better at getting up in the mornings and focusing on my health more. And what that looks like is not going to the bars every day of the weekend. Yeah. And what that looks like is not having these negative people and negative emotions around me. And like some of the things that I feel like we are, and like the biggest thing that I, that I did was like, Try to make sure you don't put it on them. Like, you're taking me to the bars. You're doing this to me. It's like, I feel like we are doing this. Or you can just say, I feel like I'm doing this. And, like, you don't have to point fingers because that's where it gets sticky. It's like, don't point your fingers unless your fingers are clean. You know, like, I... Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Like, I I can't put that on them, you know? So that's why I would say, like, listen, you know, I feel like when we go out, I feel like it's hard for me to... You know, if if the thing for you is staying away from alcohol, you know, like I feel like it's hard for me to say no, and I feel like you know it would be really cool if I just if I just had a night where we went and did something different, you know, and, and give them options. Don't first. say yeah, give them the options. Like don't say to them like I can't be I can't be around you because that's when it gets ugly and that's snobby. Yeah, on that. and that's one of those things that you will push people away. You don't want to do that. Like you want to give them the opportunity to say like, well, can I help you? Instead of saying you're, you screwed me, we're we're done. You know, and I so, feel like hey, yeah. we started that, you know, I feel like a lot of times when people, because I interrupt people all the time. I'm sorry, oh, working on that, um, active working on it. But like when yeah. I, I feel like I've had that conversation with people, not in a as much as serious of a way. I feel like, but just like I know within myself, I'm like I'm really working on X, Y, and Z. Like I just, I'm not good. I don't like myself when I go out. I. I I don't like that other people don't get to see the highest me when I'm out, blah, blah, blah. Um, like for me, I am not a night person. I am a day person. Like once the sun goes down, bye-bye, I'm in bed. And yeah. and some people are not like that and that's fine. Um, but I feel like 
when I, whenever I say that kind of stuff or like, oh, I had a night in, I went to go see a movie or I did something like face mask or even just like drink at home, just chilled at home. Um, I feel like people are like, God, I wish I had done that. Or, oh my God, that sounds so good. Or wow, we should Mm -hmm. do that next weekend. So like it actually opens up a lot of doors for people to say yes to things that would make them feel better. And then that might like be a whole pivotal part of your friendship. So it's not like, even if it's not pushing out, maybe it is changing things around so like there are options I feel like totally Um, yeah and I was just like the biggest thing that I've noticed especially working with clients for me is like they it's like nine times out of ten they're like okay well I go out on the weekends like how do I deal with that I'm like okay well I'm telling you right now if you want certain goals like if you want to be a certain person like you can't have that but like first of all you need to set the intention of 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 the conversation what do I want and like the more playful and the more joking you are about it, they're going to come back with the same attitude. If you're yes. not serious about it, they're going to come back with the same, you know, like the same attitude. And I'm just telling you right now, like you have got to sit down and make a serious conversation and say, this is who I want to be. And I, I want you to help me with this. Like, yeah. I don't want to push you away. I want you to, and like, and nine times out of ten with that, they want to do the same thing. It's just like you said, like, they're going to be like, Oh God, finally, like, finally I've got somebody to do this with. It's more like we kind of just get wrapped up in thinking, well, they want to do it, so I got to do it. And it's like, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about the yeah. reasons as to like why we don't want to fit it. You know, like, because right now in our society, it's, oh, we got to go out to breweries. We got to go out and do this. We got to stay out to 2 a.m. And like, that's the norm. And most of the people don't actually enjoy and feel fulfilled by that. And if you give them the opportunity to, just like you said, hey, can we just like stay at home and drink some freaking wine? I don't care if like, we stay in and do whatever you want, but can we do it in here? And like, so we don't have to worry about. Or like, do you want to go for a walk? Things. Like, it's not lame totally. to ask people if they want to go for a walk or if they totally. like, I, I, or even if, even, even if you don't want to come at them with other options, you're allowed to say, no, I want to stay in. I want to read a book. And they're like, it's fucking Friday night. Yeah. And you're like, yes, well, this book's not going to read itself. And I feel like I'm getting some, <laughs> some knowledge today. So I love that. And I, I know we jumped in here. I was like, this is Haley. And boom. Like, this and is, we're going for it. I, and we are on. Like, I love like, it. Like, let's just do it. <laughs> I love it so much. I could have these conversations 75 hours a week. I love it so much. Sure. Um, but, and I'm taking my glasses off. Like, these are not real glasses. I'm, I'm looking at her. These are not real oh, glasses. They're I was like, going to say, look, we're my like blue light. glasses right now. Nobody can see these. But, uh. Boom. Y'all. And Blue blocking. I love them so much. And I wear them Hashtag all the time. Help, girl. But I genuinely, I, I play with these little glasses, my blue light glasses. And if you follow on Instagram or if you follow Haley, like you probably see us wearing these all the time. Like I don't need a prescription. Yeah. I got 20-20, but I like love them because especially before I go to bed, I don't want to be blue light crazy. But um, either way, I do feel like you and me are so similar. Like we, I feel like we know each other. So backstory, y'all. I reached out to Haley because one of the trainers that I work with knows her in Charlotte and they're like, Oh, she's from Charlotte too, or in Charlotte. And so I reached out to her on Instagram and then I think it's every single week since I've started following her, I'll send her a message or repost something she does. So if you ever see me post anything really cool, nine times out of 10, it's from her. So if you can show her some credit. That is hysterical. Um, but well, I've got an idea for you. Like, let's just do like a Friday night, um, like Skype date and we'll just put it on Done. Um, on a podcast and we'll just say, hey, Friday night's with us. Friday night? <laughs> I'm nine times out of ten. I'm here on a Friday night doing nothing. I love it. I love it. But I will probably be in bed by 830 because I'm 100. Right. Um, exactly. But so I did do like a little poll before we got started and selfishly okay. I want to um, – ask my questions first because that's how I am. So I am all about like the morning routine. People know I'm about my 32 ounces Mm -hmm. of room temp water, cinnamon in the coffee, whether it's like ashwagandha to get me going, like anything you can think of. Um, I've got my routine down packed and it, it, I could again, talk about it forever, but I want to know like details, specific brands, times, what do you do? How do you feel when you're doing it? What do you do in the morning? What's your morning routine? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. You and I are very similar with morning routines. Um, so I usually try to like go to bed when the sun go down, goes down, get up when the sun comes up, that whole thing. Like Mm -hmm. I try, it's not for me, but I try. Um, but yeah, usually when I wake up, like I do not, I do not, I look at my phone just to make sure that everything is good to go, but I really don't touch it until I've gotten up, brush my teeth. I do, um, uh, tongue scraping, which I think is phenomenal, especially for gut health. Yes. Um, 
Yes, tongue scraping is amazing. I've been doing that for like a year and a half, and I think that that's been like a game changer for me. Um, do you and do then it? I'll go downstairs. Wait, do you do, do it I? before you brush your teeth or after? I would like to know that. See, I do it after, um, okay. but a lot of people do it before just because okay. I feel like there's. I feel like if you're doing it at all. There's stuff afterwards, and I'm like, I'd rather just get it all off. Like, I'd rather get the big stuff off first, and then get all the little stuff behind that. You know, so it's like everybody's yes. like, you have to do it this way. I'm like, not nah, whatever. It's like, like I just do it afterwards. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Anyways, tongue scraping. Okay, I'm getting a tongue scraper after this. Good. Love it. Love it. So you can do it before and after. Technically, it's better to do it before, but after it works for me. I love it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So after that, that's pretty much it. And I come downstairs, and again, I'm not touching my phone at this point. Um, I will have water, lemon, sea salt, to- room temperature, which yes. for me, if anybody has digestive issues, I know you've talked about this too, like room, I used to be like eight, cause I'm like, a, I need more ice than water in my, in my waters usually. Like I, I don't know why I always hated room temperature water, but when I started doing that in empty stomach, like digestively, I felt so much better. Like, I don't know what it was, but, and again, like just from, you know, obviously from way, way, way back with. Um, Ayurvedic practices that's what they've done and I was like screw that whatever but I tried it and I loved it so that for me was that will literally Um, trigger my digestion in the morning I'm like whoop time for time for a conference call yep 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 Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like yeah it's gotta be room temp and like usually I just have a water bottle next to my uh, my bed when I get up anyway so it's usually there but then I'll walk downstairs put some lemon sea salt in there good to go and I like I used to, I've been kind of going back and forth with matcha and coffee. Um, I kind of like a mix of, but right now, like, I just enjoy coffee. I usually wake up and, like, nine times out of ten, I feel good. Like, I don't have, I, if I, I know if I'm tired, if A, I got a crappy dinner the night before, um, or if I just didn't get enough sleep. But other than that, like, I usually am pretty energized when I wake up. But I just enjoy coffee, and I use Four Sigmatic, so it's like an organic mm-hmm. coffee. It's one of the best ones you can have. I put, ashwagandha in there and lion's mane in there which is fabulous lion's mane is great for um attention spans and like for Mm -hmm. me i'm kind of all over the place so it's nice to kind of like settle me down um so i do that in the mornings i I really just do it i like you know the bulletproof coffee i usually do that in mornings just because i do still have digestive issues nine times out of ten so like liquids for me are great in the mornings i don't like getting up and making a bunch of food i just feel like i'm kind of sluggish the rest of the day so i like liquid whether it's a big smoothie or whether it's coffee but if I do coffee I make sure that I get some kind of greens powder just because you know I just feel better Ask, um, I want to know about the greens powder like what kind do you use because I know that I use like a spirulina and all these different kinds of things but I've never been a huge fan of the greens powder just because I'm always like oh whole foods whole foods but again if you can find one with like nice chlorophyll in the morning what kind do you use like where do you get it yeah, so I I personally use this brand called Organifi. Um, oh, I think they've been great. I've even talked to the one of the CEOs and one of the managers. Like they're they're fantastic, and they taste like they taste great. And like they they mix it with some coconut milk, like powdered coconut milk, so it doesn't taste like in your face green. Um, but I will literally just throw that in some water and shake it up, and like it tastes it tastes awesome. So I've never never found greens powder, and plus like some of the greens powder like. There's nothing in there. It, they just call it green powder, and, and then they it's it doesn't do anything. So, I've yeah, I've studied a bunch of Organifi, a bunch of people that I trust, that I follow, that use them. So I love them. I've been using them for a long time. I, like I Sean Stevenson, them. Model Health Show, yes. talks about it all the yep. time. Okay, totally. Okay. Yeah, so that is, for me, I I mean, I definitely invest in that, and I think it's great. You can throw it in a smoothie, you can throw it in water, you can throw it in milk, whatever you want to do. Um, if you don't want to go that route, I think chlorophyll is amazing. I think chlorophyll will get the job done for nine times out of ten. Um, so I think that if you're looking for any kind of green, just buy some, some good organic chlorophyll and call it a day. And, mm-hmm. like, you can even in the mornings, like, mix that with your water, and, like, you very you can you can hardly taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I mean, that's that's like an alternative option if somebody is looking for some kind of greens so they don't want to go to full green powder. Yeah. Chlorophyll is, is amazing. Or like your kids, you know, I'm just picturing like if you have kids in the morning, you could even put some of the greens powder like in their oatmeal and just say, ooh, fuck oatmeal, like get your greens in that way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, people, like when people try to identify, they're like, okay, I didn't even realize this is the green powder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you do um, that, you okay. have your maybe coffee or maybe matcha. And I see that you froth it, as I do yes. as well. So yes. I'm telling you guys, like, foam frothers at the house are the best. Or milk frothers, they are the best. Um, but I saw – I feel like I'm living inside your brain. Um, but I know you could do, like, 
light movement hydration in the morning. So yeah. um, I also had two different people say, ask about Hank. So let's go ahead and get that out oh my there. God. I'm not kidding. It. Messages right here. People talking about Hank. It took five minutes. Yes. Like, tell us about yes. Hank in the morning. So yes, Hank is my little baby. Golden Retriever. He's not a baby. He's four years old, but he is my, the love of my life. He's amazing. He, um, he's like 95 pounds. He's huge. But yes, <laughs> usually when I wake up, he is on top of me somehow, like face against face. Like when I wake up, it's a human where his head's on the pillow, his body is spooning me. It's ridiculous. So yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm big on movement. So like, usually it's like, it's like light water, uh, light hydration and movement in the morning for me. It's like somehow, some way those three things get put into, into play. Um, Hank is usually my movement in the morning. So I usually go and take him for like a 10 minute walk outside, mm-hmm. um, which he loves. I get my movement in, it works. Um, and then like, it, you know, it's just, it's nice for people who have dogs. Like they, they know what I'm talking about. Like just having something fluffy around you that's not going to talk back to you in the mornings. Like, it's just so nice to have a dog, you know, especially like just the cutest one. So Hank he is, is amazing really if you cute. don't follow me. Just, if you don't like, if you don't care about health wellness, just follow me for Hank. Honestly, I don't mind if people do it. They, they tell me all the time and I could care less because he is, the, he's my baby, but he's yeah. handsome. Like he's a, and I'm, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't have one and I have kind of PTSD from like past relationship where we had a dog together and now whatever, I miss that dog. But I think that like he is one of the more handsome dogs that I've ever had. And I grew up with golden retrievers. He is like astonishingly handsome. I love him. And he's like that dark golden, which is beautiful. He's amazing. Um, And like, I'm telling you, his personality, not like, People will always say, like, no, oh my God, that is the biggest personality. Like, it's me, Matt Hank. Like, Hank is human as can be. It's it's amazing. Oh, I it, love it. it. But it's so funny. Yeah, I was going to say. So just go follow me for the dog. That's yes. Honestly, that's all I need. I'm, and we're going to plug the shit out of you later. Um, that sounded not, you know what I mean? Not like a butt plug. But um, <laughs> I wanted to, so I had a couple quick questions for people, from people. And one that I really liked the way she phrased this, and I thought you were obviously the perfect person to ask. Um, So if you follow me and you wrote in questions and I didn't get to it, I'm really sorry, but we only have time for a couple because I'm selfish and I like to ask the questions that I want to know about. Um, So how did you change your mindset when, um, when you were told, as a woman, sorry, she said, as a woman, how do you change your mentality when you're working out and you're told that you need to eat more. So if you're feeling uncomfortable um, and you know, you're in this mindset where if you need to lose weight, then you need to eat less, like less calories, less everything. So mm-hmm. what would you say to someone who's in this mindset where they're like, obviously this goes back deeper than what we can address in one minute, but you know, yeah. any mindset advice for shifting the way you may think about um, like numbers as food and just thinking of it as fuel and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I, so just a little bit of background. I had a uh, eating disorder slash food addiction for pretty much my whole life. But the, the years that I deprived myself was when that eating disorder was the worst. Um, and for me, the eating disorder was just, I binge. And like, I'm telling you, like some, some of my followers know that like when I would go to the grocery store, like I would secretly put like, a bag of cookies in my basket and then I would get in my car and I would eat the entire bag before I got home just so mm-hmm. nobody knew what I was doing. Like things like that or like I could not stop myself. Like if I was somewhere with there when there was like dessert or anything and I'm like I'm a sweet person so I'm going to go to dessert first but like if there was anything out that was around me I, I truly physically could not stop myself from eating it and I would eat till I was just like so uncomfortable and then after that like I feel like shit because I'm like, why did I just let myself do that? And it was like this vicious cycle. But I noticed that when it was the worst was when I wasn't allowing myself to eat certain foods. And I was saying, I can't have, can't have sweets. I can't have dairy. I can't do anything like that was when I wanted it the most. And that was when the, the issues hit the most. Um, so what happened with me was that I, I finally met with a dietitian. I just said, listen, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. Can you help me? And then that's when she told me that I need to eat more food. And I said, screw you. Like, there's no way I can do this. Um, but I'm telling you, like, the week that I said, okay, like, I'm really not going to worry about the foods that I'm eating as much. Like, yes, I'm going to be clean. But, like, I'm going to try to just get some calories in um, was 
pretty much the week that changed my life because I realized that because I deprived myself for so long, my brain was telling me, I want this, I want that, I want this, and I wouldn't stop. But as soon as I let myself go and let my mindset go of this deprivation, then like my mind was like, cool, you can have this, but you can have it in moderation and you've got control over this. I think what's really important when you start off is to know that like you, you're allowed to have anything you want. Mm-hmm. And like, I think especially as women, we look at people and, and I want people to remind, to, to remind themselves like everybody that you see on Instagram has been edited and filtered some way, somehow. Oh God. Um, yes. And I think that like, we just look at these people, especially, especially in fitness. And I think that that's where the biggest hindrance is, is like we look at these fitness girls, people who teach these classes and go to the gym seven days a week. And we see all the good foods they're posting and like all of the gym, the time they're spending at the gym and we think like, well, well, that's what I need to be doing. And I'm not getting where I want to go. And I'm doing these things. And like, it's just a, it's just a horrible mindset to have. But I mm-hmm. think that if you want to, if you need it and everybody needs to change the mindset, if you feel like you're not allowed to have anything, there's something that needs to be switched. Um, it's important to know that you're allowed to have everything, anything you want, you can have it. Um, and I think that that for me was the biggest step and knowing that I'm, I'm, and I have control of this. And even though it might not look perfect right now, I've got control. Um, one thing for me was that like, when I first started out, I still had triggers. So like I had to put roadblocks in my way for certain things. Like I didn't have things at the house. Um, so I didn't have ice cream at the house and not cookies at the house, but I said, I can have it, but I got to go to the store and get it. Um, and then, so that was like a roadblock for me. I was like, you know what, since I have issues controlling myself, like if it's in my house, I'm going to eat it. Um, but if I want to go to the store, if if I want it that badly, I got to go to the store. If I go to the store and get it, then I'm going to eat it. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I think that that was, that was a big one for me. Um, so like you have to make your habits, like you have to make your habits almost unaccessible. Exactly. Right. And again, like I'm not saying that you don't have it in your house because you're not allowed to have it. It's just not having it is accessible. Like you said, to, to, to have it where you, where you're at. Cause I think that a lot of people, when they're first dealing with this, like they have the cookies in their house, they have the chips in their house. And so if they're more eager to just eat it because it's there, which again, that was one of my issues. Um, but when I kind of put those roadblocks in the way, it seemed easier for me to do that. Now, another thing that I would do is that like when I, had one of those cravings or when I had one of those episodes, I would not talk negatively to myself at all. Um, so what I used to do was I would, I would eat an entire bag of cookies and I would sit there and say, what is wrong with you? Why did you just do this? You have no control. But instead I told myself, you have control. You went you, you did it. You enjoyed it. Let's try better next time. Like and a I mantra. When you start putting that, yeah. You start having conversations with yourself and saying like, instead of bashing yourself for the episode or for the, for the incident, like you say, all right, it is what it is. I'll try again next time, you know? And the times that like you, you see a bag of cookies, but you don't reach for it, like freaking nail that thing. Like, like, hell yeah, girl, like nice shop. And then move on. Like, you don't want to give yourself like, yeah, you just did great. Like, cause you don't want to say like, I'm never allowed to have those things. So therefore yeah. every time I don't have it, I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate myself. But I yeah. think that like when you, when you have an episode you don't sit there and bash yourself because that just leads to turmoil down the road. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big one. I think that, I love that. getting around better people, you know, like, and, and again, telling people around you that are important to you, that you spend a lot of time with what your goals are and what you're dealing with. It's, it's very helpful. So instead of the person that you're used to going and getting ice cream with every weekend, like you tell them like, Hey, listen, I'm trying to have a better relationship with food. Could I, or could we, do something different instead. Can we go for a walk? Can we do something like that? It just, it goes back to the root issue of like, I just need to be mentally a little bit healthier in the standpoint. So those are, those are big ones for me. But I think the biggest thing is to know that a, you're not alone. Um, B, you do have control. It's just, can we practice things in small increments in order to get there? I love that. I love that. And I've, don't mean to make it all female based because I know guys have these problems too, but it is, I feel like it is more female based, especially with social media and it's just unrealistic. And I know that we're all kind of getting out of the phase of like so much face tuning and so many filters and things like that. People are starting to open up and get more real on social media, but it's still the, that's still the minority. And, um, so it's, it's good to have people like you that are talking about, um, you know, you're allowed to say control shouldn't be a trigger word. You shouldn't say like, you know, I mean, 
I even hate the word should, but you know, you don't have to be a control freak to know that you are able to have control. You don't have to practice your control all the time, but you have to know that like that's a muscle that needs to be flexed once in a while and you need, it needs to be strong and it needs to. So I love that. Um, oh. and so, and obviously like we could go on for days and days, but I did want to get just some more information like on, I know you say what, you know, you used to think that you ate really healthy and you didn't really know what that meant. It was mostly about numbers. But now if you were to look in your refrigerator, like what's a typical meal for you? What's, you don't have to go all day in the life, but you know, what are some, do you try and go healthy fats? Do you, but just balance, are you eating differently on days that you work out? What does that look like? Yeah. So I, it's kind of interesting now. Like, so I, I've been through all of the diets. I've done the low carb, I've done the, I did keto. I did I don't know, high protein, like I've kind of done everything and obviously none of them worked right now. It's more like the balance for me. I'm just really big on kind of like that intuitive eating. And again, that can be thrown around a lot and that can be watered down. So be like, Oh, intuitive eating. I can have like whatever I want, whenever I want. Like, no, but you learn what your body wants when it wants it. And so, and that's, that's a practice. That's an everyday thing. And like being, I think it's so important that people are talking to themselves all the time. Like I'll just kind of be like sitting here like, Hmm, Okay. And I talked about this a couple, like a, like a week or so ago on my Instagram. It was like, my face got super red. Yeah, and it I remember was like, that. People think like, somebody actually texted me. They're like, you're just like, oh, that's just like your face. It's probably just hot. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, this is somebody you're that right. has no clue what they're talking about. But I'm like, no, people, like your body tells you everything what happens, you know? So like, for instance, I had this soup that had milk in it and butter and cream. And it's, I mean, immediately after I had the soup, and again, like I had the soup and I knew that there was all those things in there, but I just wanted it anyways. Um, and my face got super red and super blotchy. And so that was just my way of my body telling me, hey, listen, that's not what I really need right now. And that's not really what I'm capable of digesting. Mm-hmm. So therefore, can we try to stay with that? And that and for me, as soon as I did that, I made a mental note saying, all right, that needs to go, you know, or let's stay away from it a little bit longer. Um, so for me, I do, I do believe healthy for my body type. Healthy fats for me is is definitely prominent in my fat uh, in my and for um, your satiety in my and for like satiety and making sure that you stay full and things like that. I feel like people are scared of fats because they do contain like a higher caloric per gram. But totally. I, I just feel like if you compare them properly, then especially for females, again, it is so huge for hormones and for satiety and making sure that you're, um, not overeating later. But, um, you said something and then it was like, you are intuitive eating. And I feel like a lot of people might hear that and they might think, well, I mean, yeah, what is that? Honestly, it can be as simple as like, Google it, Google it. Like, Oh, why am I, okay. I'm craving sugar right now. Or I'm craving, why am I craving steak? Or why am I craving, you know, whatever it may be. Like, what are you maybe missing in your diet? Or maybe how are you feeling? Or if your like stomach isn't hungry, but you're just like mm, I'm not craving, you can go for a little walk. That's intuitive. I feel like, um, like move your body instead of reaching for a bag of chips. And if you still want it, have it. But if you know it was just out of boredom, be intuitive about that. Totally, you know? totally. Yeah, I think there's so many like there's so many ways that you can think about it. And it's like we all. I feel like a lot of us surround our ideas off of like food. Like, oh, I'm tired. Let me eat. Oh, I'm like. I'm sad. Let me eat. I think that like just because we're just throwing food at our face all 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 the time. So I think that we just associate a lot of our feelings with that. Yeah, and it's like if you were just exactly like you said, like it. Now, like obviously, that you you'll find so many different things on Google, but like I totally agree. Like just type in, okay, why do I want a steak? It'll tell you what you're probably deficient in. But instead of like, and again, like I have a freaking steak if you want, but like if you want to maybe go a healthier route, like it'll tell you I'm deficient in this, so maybe you you should have more fruit you should have more of this like yeah there's certain things that your body needs that you're probably just not giving it and that's why you want that but yeah anyways like I like yeah that's for me personally I feel like really do my body good I feel like I don't have to eat a bunch of food throughout the day um I mean I get over if you're actually going to count my calories which I don't but I have a nice little range I'm getting over 2,000 calories a day but I'm also active I teach classes I I move a lot throughout the day, whereas in, if you're more sedentary, you're still going to need a lot of calories, but maybe not as much. So that kind of depends on you. I don't count calories, but I feel like if you're starting out on your fitness and health journey and you don't know where to start, I think it's a good range to do it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't give yourself a, in my opinion, I wouldn't give yourself a hard number. Like I need 817 calories. I think that that's full crap in my opinion. But again, people are going to fight me on it. Um, give yourself a range. Hey, can I get between this and this throughout the day? 
meet with somebody. I mean, you, you do great. You do those, um, meal plans for people. Like people just want something to learn. And if you give them nice, a nice little route, it helps them. And so for me, I did that route. I didn't have a hard number. I had a calorie range that I wanted to be in. The person I worked with gave me options. Like, Hey, if you want breakfast, like if you want toast for breakfast, let's add this and this and this. If you want yeah. coffee for breakfast, let's do this. Like, so listen to your body on what it wants, but then just try to get in that calorie. And that's what I said. Like when I first started it, like I kind of just, I ate as best as I could, but there were some things that I ate that like, that, that was a brownie and it fit within my macros, you know, to a point. And that was the beginning of me kind of getting over that eating disorder, yeah. eating addiction situation. But again, I don't think at the end of the day, numbers for us are the end all be all. And I think that that can lead to other issues down the road. So that's why I like to give people just the range. Like, Agreed. listen, learn what this does for your body. Feel how it feels. Make notes. Understand that everything works together and connectedly. Like, my mind is telling me because my body's telling me everything works. So, like, make notes and understand why is my body – am I, am I sleep-deprived? Is that why I want all the sugar? Like, there's so many God. things that go into it. Yes. Talk to yourself all the time. And, like, don't think that you're crazy to ask questions. Yes. Like, the two days ago – and it's funny that you said that specific. Two days ago, I just noticed I, I woke up every hour at night. I, I usually sleep like a rock, but I just slept like shit. And yeah. then the next day, all I yeah. wanted was bread, and I wanted physical. I wanted chocolate and sugar. Granted, I'm on my period, but that never happens to me. I don't get, like, PMSE or cravy, but I couldn't stop. And I I was like, look, it, I don't care. And so I got better sleep today and or last night, and I've – you know, I've had my kale. I've had my edamame. I've had, um, like, you know, quinoa. I've had – my day has been great. Tons of greens, fruits, whatever. So it really is a matter of, like, everything is interconnected. So I – once you can start to make those correlations, like, you, you're reaching for those quick carbs because you're tired and you need that spike. And then, you know, so I think that listening to your body, that's huge. And so, like, mm-hmm. what – just – and, again – you don't have to go into detail because we're going to wrap it up in two minutes. What is your go-to meal? Like, quick meal, you and your you and your man. I don't know, fiancé, boyfriend? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fiancé? Okay. <laughs> Just, we don't, we don't, no one knows. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask about that earlier, yeah, but I was like, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, what's cool, and I will tell you, like, this is what's really nice about, like, having somebody that kind of understands it. Because I get my clients all the time. They're like, okay, well, I want to eat better, but, like, my husband, my partner, whatever, like doesn't really. They're like point. men like, are meat and potatoes. Yes. That's yeah. It's super different. But I'm like, you know what? Like you just make it work. But like, again, going back to like the friends thing, nine times out of 10, like they want to make that lifestyle change. I have to say like, listen, babe, like we want to create a family one day. Like we want to be healthy. Like I want to be with you for a long time and I want us to be together for a long time. So like, let's just try to like find some ways to be healthier. Like instead of going out and having pizza and beers all on the Saturday night, like could we go out? and do something different. And like, again, nine times out of 10, like if you put it like that, they're like, cool girl, like, let's go. You know, it's, so it's really cool to find people like that. And once you find people like that, it, it helps. Um, so I'm very lucky that Justin's very similar in that way, but he's not as, you know, as strict as I can be sometimes, but mm-hmm. speaking of, he's coming downstairs to get some food. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I mean, for me, I mean, you I shoved love- him up the, uh, the upstairs, like get up there, <laughs> keep it down. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I was gonna say, so uh, well, to be honest with you, I, so I've been loving like this chickpea pasta deal that we've got going on. There's this brand that I love. It's called Tolerant. Yes. There, um, there's a couple of brands out there, but like a lot of the brands, unfortunately, like, they, they have a lot of fillers and additives and that messes with my stomach. And I'm not, I'm not about it. Tolerance is great. That's the only one I've found that really doesn't have it. Um, and I just like to throw it in with like some mushrooms, some spinach, some pasta sauce and like call it a day. Like it's got protein in there. It's like it's a vegan source, it's a bean source. You don't have to worry about putting any meat in there if you're is it vegan. Like lentil? Yeah, like it's just lentils. So it's oh, like okay. you can do it's like it's like lentils. You can do a couple different ones, um, and it tastes it tastes great. Like a lot of them like taste like chalky. Um, that's one I love. Um, honestly, I make banana bread like on the week. Like I I love banana. Like I've got like a banana bread thing that I love to do, and it's like I I don't feel like super bad about it, but like I make it almost every single week just because it's good and like I feel fine. And like if I want something that's like I want a snack that I want something a little bit more like sweet. I feel good about that. You know, so like, great. Throw, 
throw some chickpea pasta and some banana bread on my plate and like I'm super happy about it love it good 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 well um you have been absolutely amazing and dreamy and I'm looking at your Jennifer Aniston hair the whole time and I'm like god I need to go buzz my head this is amazing um but what is one like resource or podcast or book that has really helped you in the in the nutrition world or just your mindset or just in life like what's one for the uh listeners to take home with them um, so there is a book that I read and to be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of the person specifically, but the book I think is like, if somebody really wants to find like a natural way of building their health and wellness journey, um, it's called own the day by Aubrey Marcus and <laughs> super cool read. Like, and again, like I, he's got a, he's got a podcast. He has a brand called on it. And like, I love him. I have my differences <laughs> with him, but like, and he's awesome. But like the book, I feel like it's phenomenal. I think it hits everything. It talks about movement, talks about um, energy levels talks about sleep, like it hits everything. And I think that like, and it comes in a very natural, practical way. Um, he talks about the movement in the morning, the light, the, all that stuff. I yes. think that that, that for me, I feel like a lot of people that I know have read it and they're very like normal everyday nine to five people. They, they get a lot of good nuggets out of that. I, I think that that's great. Um, for women, I think that there, there's a book called woman code Yes. Phenomenal talks about how your hormones play into everything that you do. And I think that like that changed the game for me. That was big. Um, so like I said, like if, whoever your listener is right now, I think anybody can attest to the book by Aubrey Marcus, but if you really so want to dive into how your hormones fix it, hit woman code up woman code. And what's the Aubrey Marcus book. I'm going to put it in the show. Oh, notes. It's called own the day. Own the day. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. I'm going to go order those right now. Um, well, you have been amazing. Thank you so much. I know I took way more of your time than you expected, but it was so good to finally meet you. And if, um, if people are searching for you, make sure that you, cause guys, uh, this is social media for you. I have been called, I called her, uh, Hallie for the first couple minutes that I met her. It is Haley. So what is your Instagram? How can people find you? Yeah. So the Instagram is just at Haley Hellman and it's spelled like Hallie Gary. So like H A L L E and then Hellman's very basic. Um, I've got a website, just HaleyHillman.com. Um, everything is pretty much Haley Hillman, so pretty easy to find me from there. Perfect, and I will tag, tag, tag away, and she'll be on here. We'll put this podcast up on Thursday. So, um, again, thank you so much. And-